0: Hello and welcome to Method Meets Magic Radio with Jess and Dan. And guess what? Today, you have both Jess and Dan on the show live together. What? It's been a minute. Dan, how the heck are you?
1: I am all the better for being on the airwaves with you and the peeps and my beloved Danielle. Yeah, I'm that's so all, excited. I claim her first. You get it. to
0: claim her first cuz she is on you you brought her on with us today. So thank you so much. We have Danielle Rocco on the show today. Danielle's mission is to help women over 35 years old stop self-sabotaging and remove their limiting beliefs by breaking emotional patterns to gain their confidence and to live life on purpose. Danielle is an amazing coach and she is here with us today to talk all about balancing the masculine and feminine energies within to really create an abundant relationship both with yourself and in partnership so danielle we're so so excited to have you here today thank you for joining us
2: i am so happy to be here i've been waiting counting down the days like (laughs) x marks on my calendar
0: I love that. Yes, that's so that's that's what we want to hear here at Method Meets Magic Radio. So Danielle, if you could tell us a little bit more about yourself and what you do, we would love to hear. I mean, there's so many amazing things just even from reading your bio. So I'm really excited for you to share about about who you are and what you do today.
2: Oh, it's a complicated onion that there's layers inside here, layers and layers, but we'll try to like <laughs> sum this up into a nice, pretty package. Um, but my life started, my real transformation life, right? Everybody has these eye-opening aha moments, maybe, or maybe we want them to. It happened when I was 16, and um, I got pregnant with my son, my amazing son, Jacob, and I was kind of given that first moment. What the heck? do you do? When that happens to you, two weeks after you turn 16, that was not the present I was wanting. I really wanted a car. That's really all I asked for. <laughs> but I did not get a car. I got a little Jakey bug. And uh, and he he's amazing. And he was my first transformation of really letting go of all that teenage stuff, kind of figuring out, you got to figure out that this is not about you. The world does not revolve around the one and only there are other people outside of yourself. So that was my first kind of transformational piece. The second one happened, gosh, in my late thirties when I was in a car accident and I should have died where they said, I don't know how you didn't die. And that was my second aha eye-opening major moment in in my life. Um, where again, I had to look outside of myself. I had spent so long living other people's dreams, taking care of other people, that I forgot that I had dreams too. And, um, and so I had to start living them. And that has brought me here today with you guys. There we go, in a
0: nutshell, where do you go from there? I say I'm doing one of those little roundhouse classes Yeah, round, a round one. <laughs> round of applause.
1: A round wow. of applause.
0: Wow. Yeah, that's. I mean, for to to have a child at 16 and just like you said, to learn at such a young age that the world doesn't revolve all around you, quote unquote, and like it does and it doesn't, is a pretty uh, profound thing to have to learn. And it sounds like that that car accident brought just brought up another layer of you really stepping into. Who you are and what you're here to do and how you serve.
2: It it was and they were both difficult. I say it was such like oh it just happened and and look here we are now, um, but it wasn't that way. It was there were a lot of misery during those both of those times. A lot of challenging. A lot of crying. Um, both very different. And I'm so blessed that I had both of those experiences because I think it helps me. Um, relate to other people, relate to what they're going through. We all have these ups and downs and these, you know, you want to cry and pound yourself on the floor and and you wake up into something different. And since I had two totally different experiences, I think it kind of, um, I allowed myself to embrace those experiences and, um, yeah. And it brought me here. I mean, we could talk about those, those, um, crying moments too. Like I'm, I'm open for that. I'm like an open book. So you can ask away.
0: (laughs) Well, I think the beauty of it is like, we all have, I was just talking with somebody about this the other day. Like we all have those crying moments, the ugly moments. I think on social media, we see so much now of like, everything is perfect and great. And I'm doing this. I I remember somebody said something to me. uh, I feel like a few people that I, I know who are you know, in their 60s and 70s you have said in the past, you know, we were really poor growing up, but we didn't know that we were poor because that was all we had. And we just, mm-hmm. we didn't have anything to compare it to. And so I think um, exactly what you're saying about, I mean, it's a little bit of a roundabout, but as you're talking about like the crying and the hardships and all that, I think, you know, we see so much out there, like the, we can compare ourselves to other people and where people are on their journey because we can see so much now more via social media and um, and we don't necessarily put the harder parts of life always on display. So I think that's really beautiful what you're talking about. We've all got those moments. So um, in terms of your, like your clientele, tell us a little bit about, um, you know, who do you love to work with and what is it that you do? Where can people find you?
2: So my niche, what I love, my passion is working with men, Um even though I I serve women, I'm a woman, so I can relate to them, but my passion is working with men. You know, there's a lot of times that we, I think it nowadays, because everything is in social media and you can say, Whatever you want, and the world is going to hear it. There's a lot of imbalance, and maybe I don't want to blame it on social media, but there's an imbalance. Whenever there, you know, the world goes one way. There's, it's always got to come back around and go the other way, and you have to find this, this perfect place. Um, And so, what I found is that women became. It was we grew so fast maybe not fast, but to me it's fast in the realm of the human nature, right? as long as we've been around, we grew so fast into this new power, into this new equality. But what happened was there is a shift that happened, that we, um, men started feeling, where's my place? Now, I'm not speaking for all men. I'm speaking for, you know, men that I work with and who I, who I relate with, is that they don't know where they fit now with all this powerful women that are out there. They don't know how to speak to them. They don't know if they're gonna get in trouble when they talk. Are they going to get, um, be sexually harassed or something? You know, they, they, there's just this imbalance that happened. So we have to understand that there is, we each hold a power. And if one of us decides that our power is more than the other, there's the shift, right? Women didn't like to be put down. Men don't like to be put down. So finding that balance. So my niche is in a short, that was a really long way of saying it. My niche is working with men, helping them understand the power that they have and and the imbalance within the world. So they're really great at their job and they're in the, they're, you know, they leave their business and they're just feeling on top of the world and they go home and they become these meek men. They're like, I love my wife. I honor my wife, but I don't know. What do you mean she wants to go to work now? What do you mean she has all these opinions? What do you mean this? It it happened. And so men in their 50s and 60s are kind of having this eye-opening and they want to understand it. They want to have a connection, but they just don't Mm -hmm. know how. And it's not something that they can talk to their wives about because the wife's like, are you putting me down? And he's like, no, I just want to understand. But there's that lack of communication, right? That kind of happens with us.
1: So you could say that you're, stepping in to provide a safe space for men in their 50s and 60s or those who don't necessarily understand this evolving dynamic because I mean society evolves we live in Mm -hmm. a world where society continually evolves but in that evolution there will always be people that that don't necessarily know how to relate to others in the space of that evolution and you're stepping in to support men who are not understanding the beauty of the evolution that's happening amongst women right now. I mean, female women empowerment is is all over the shop now. I love it. I love seeing, I've got skewed views on this personally. I mean, when you go back to ancient Egypt and you look at the crown of ISIS, the crown of ISIS had the throne on it because it represented that anyone ascending to the throne had to come through the woman. In my esteemed opinion, a big breakdown in society as a whole came when we stopped respecting the power of matriarchal led societies. That's my views on this personally. But seeing that there's an awakening to that latent, beautiful feminine energy, and seeing that there is that confusion, I am ecstatic that we have a trooper like you on the front line, giving people a safe space to learn to understand what these dynamics represent and how it's how beautiful it is. Thank you. Thank you for being of service.
2: Oh, well, thank you. And you said it so perfectly because as we evolve, it's not a. It's not smooth sailing. You're mm. gonna have some women that abuse their power. You're gonna have some men that fight back because they don't understand. Right? This is we're we're humans. Mm-hmm. But if if there so you need you need kind of, and I really feel it's a it's a woman's place. There needs to be more women that do it because a man can't tell. A man can't do what I'm doing because I know the <laughs> <laughs> like you're a chauvinist. What do you mean? You don't understand, right? Yeah. And, yeah. It, it kind of like it, it takes a woman, and but along with that, there, you know, there are people that don't understand it. So, but it's my niche. I love I love it because I know when I was growing up, I know I abused the power of being a woman. I'm not gonna lie about it. I did. It did any the funny thing is. It did not get me anywhere in life. <laughs> it actually, I have to do a lot of therapy and rethinking about myself and myself.
0: As my husband. Yeah, I would actually love to hear Danielle when you talk about the idea of abusing your power as a woman. Like, I think that's a uh, this conversation is just as, as we're having this conversation right now, I'm like, wow, this is something that I don't hear a lot of people talking about. And so I'd love to hear from you. Like, what is, what, what do you consider abusing the power, the power of being a woman?
2: I believe, um, women have an extreme, like think of genetics, right? Women have an extreme sexuality about them as do men, but What is it men are made to go and get busy and get things done, you know, and, and that is the, that is going to be it. And I see, and I, and like I said, I'd only talk about, I'm not placing judgment because I've been there. Where When I was younger, I would walk into the room. I would smell out. You can smell, right? You can smell out who you can take advantage of by batting your eyes and, and you know, giving a little bit of this and a little bit of that. And all of a sudden you've gotten your way. Mm-hmm. And that to me is an abuse of an abuse power. Now I go into the room and everybody is neutral. I see everybody the same. I'm going to hug on a woman just as much as I'm going to hug on a man. I'm going to bat my eyes to the woman just as much as I'm going to bat my eyes to the man out of pure love because I'm, because I've developed a self-confidence within myself. I, I understand the, the sexual power and I'm not intimidated by it. I'm not intimidated by a man's and I'm not intimidated by a woman's. And when I used to use my, that power in my twenties, I I had no self esteem. I didn't know who I was. Um. I was just I was just trying to figure it out and you know manipulate situations to get where I was. Now mine was, since I was sixteen, I was on my own. So I was kind of had to figure things out and read situations and get things to where they were. That was my story, of why I did it. Everybody has a different story, of um, or a different reason, right, in their subconscious of why they did it. But I never I, in the moment. I didn't know that's what I was doing until my thirties. And then I had to let go of a lot of stuff of why am I doing this? And I had to redevelop myself and reclaim my self-esteem, reclaim my worth that I had thrown away. Because when you use your power in that way, you're throwing away your dignity and you don't know it.
1: Thank you for that honesty and vulnerability, Danielle. Thank you.
2: Well, that's what it takes to change, right? We're, I'm like the father's thing from perfect here. (laughs)
1: <laughs> well all of us
0: are right i mean there's what like what is that definition of perfect and when you think you are perfect it's probably because you're coming from a place of not really being connected truly to who you are and the wholeness of who you are so yeah. um what what are in what ways do you so i know we were talking about the the masculine and feminine energies within what do you like, what how do you describe the masculine versus the feminine and what those energies are well,
2: for me, I like I'm I'm a very visual person and I see things very simple. Now there, you know, there's layers to it and they go deeper. But if you look at if you look at um, you know, animal kind, right? Base bring it down to the bare minimum. The masculine, what do they do? They go out, they protect, they hunt, they, they're there to make sure everything's okay. The women are here to nurture to love, to create community, to hold the fort down. Now, that doesn't mean one can't do the other. I'm being very simplistic here. But if you see yourself as that, you each of us have that in us. Now, if you are a female, you're going to have more of that. If you're a man, you're going to have more of that. And sometimes we learn to balance it so it's very neutral. That's kind of evolution, right? You aren't like... Hitting your wife or your woman over the head and dragging her into the cave, right? Because we've evolved. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it may still happen, and you, you know, I don't know. But.
1: Some people like that. the 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 the, the, the traveler community in um, in the UK. Um, one of the things I think it's called grabbing. There's a tradition. Don't quote me, but in their teens, when you you know you like a girl, you you have to physically grab her and throw over your shoulder, and that's part of the courting ritual. So that's still, so the, the cave thing happened. There was no knocking over the head, but there's throwing over the <laughs> and it to your lair. That does it,
2: it. It still happens. It is in us. And we are not far from whatever it is that you believe, we're not far from the beginning of it. I mean, if you think of things in those, those scopes. So I think we have to recognize that. And um, when we don't recognize it, we get insecure within ourselves where we think um w- this is where i feel like we see m- women um belittling men to show their power or men belittling women to show their power because they're like you have to have one or the other you can't have it both inside you or you know i don't know how you're going to react so i'm going to force it on you mm. on both sides on both sides of it i, I see it happen um where it used to be just we saw it from the male side suppressing the women now the, i think we see it more on the women suppressing the men
1: mm. so would you say that this whole idea of balance from 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 this part of our discussion at least that there's a big piece of just self-validation and self-love in there because we don't have that need to sort of suppress others when we've got enough love for ourselves or to be validated by others
2: correct correct when you have that relationship with yourself and you understand who you are why you do what you do and you can admit your you know admit when your ego's running you like my ego ran me in my 20s you know i thought my stuff didn't stink and this is how i was going to rule the world back then um <laughs> kind of thing so yeah yeah and the more self love and the more you realize that you're human and you will have ego come up, even no matter how in you are. You have to be willing to look at yourself in the mirror and and with love, you see the other side, right? But you become neutral to it because because love and anger, love and anything other than love, you recognize as your ego. There we go. That's How to get it out of my brain out into my mouth. Anything other than love is your ego running you. And when you can recognize that, you can develop more self love within yourself. And then that kind of gives that balancing act. I, I feel this is my personal opinion.
0: Yeah. What are some of the ways in which you guide people to begin seeing? So, somebody who's maybe in a relationship where there is belittling that's happening or but maybe both partners, or one partner, or the other. There's there's sort of like an imbalance there, not total recognition of of who each person is at their core, and and bringing in that that sense of um, yeah connectedness to self and connectedness within the relationship. What are some of the ways in which you guide people to start seeing things from a different perspective, or um, connecting in with themselves in a deeper way? Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, The biggest thing I suggest, and I have to do this for myself a lot, is you have to listen. The moment you start responding while they're still talking, you've stopped listening. And now you're responding from an ego stance. You're responding from, I have to defend myself. And the moment you defend yourself, you're creating conflict. They're going to sense it. And now you're in an argument. It's as simple as taking the trash out. When you have to explain why it's not out before it's, you're already in an argument.
1: <laughs> it's like yeah. starting off in the war path, right?
2: Right, right. Mm-hmm. And so we, if, when we listen, we can hear what they're saying. And then you can actually, you stop your emotional state from happening, that like rage or that anger or that um, anything, anything from happening. You kind of bring yourself back down because you're hearing them. And then you can respond to the person, right? Because a lot of times we respond to ourselves. We respond as we think we would want to hear it or we would understand. Where in reality, we're not talking to ourselves; We're talking to somebody else who thinks totally different than
1: us. Mm. It's just like having, you've got, what do I say? You've got two ears and one mouth, listen more than you speak or something like that. that Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean,
2: it just happened for an example. It just happened with my husband and I. Um, and my friends always laugh whenever I say like, oh, I'm angry or ah oh, this," and they're like, aren't you a relationship expert? I'm like, uh, yeah, I'm human though. I can get <laughs> like <laughs> teed off every once in a while. Yeah. Like, um, but we I don't even remember what the conversation was, but we started to go back and forth. and then this this is big nowadays. So we lost re- phone reception, so we started texting. Stop right there. When it when you lose reception and you have to start texting, th- that's another, you're guaranteed to get in a fight. <laughs> guaranteed a fight's gonna happen. So finally I said, let's call me when you're done, you know, and we could talk. And really what it was, was I responded out of emotion. He listened, he heard, I should say, he didn't listen. He heard my tone. And responded to my tone right so i responded from emotion with my tone of voice so he didn't even hear with the words coming out of my mouth he heard my tone and responded back from my tone and now we got and then we started texting each other and that now we're in this whole argument and when we talk to each other within two seconds it, it was solved because i was like i shouldn't have responded out of emotion because i and he and I and I apologize for that, right? I uh, took ownership of it. And then he was like, Oh, I never thought about it from your point of view.
1: Mm.
2: Voila. Five years ago, this would have been a week long fight.
0: Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. I well, and I think what's beautiful too is that year the the recognition around response like emote like well, it's verbal communication. I was going to say not nonverbal communication, but it's when, you, when you're responding to something that isn't what the person is expressing via the words that they're choosing, but actually just the emotion that's around it, the tone, things like that.
2: Right. And if you think about it, right, if you think this masculine and this femininity that I am a woman, so I'm, I'm expressing myself through emotion. He's like, go back to the basics. This is where I say like, you know, And I'm generalizing. So yes, everybody out there that's listening, there are always, you know, men that are going to be more feminine and vice versa. But I'm just saying generalize, right? But then you know where they are, right? In their masculine and feminine side, which one is more dominant inside them. So I am more feminine. He's more masculine. So I'm responding with emotion. He's responding with strict facts. He's mathematical. So he's just duh, 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 and I'm like, what? I'm crying, and, you know? And he's just like, well, we just do this, this, this. And I want him to respond to me like a feminine, and he, and he wants me to respond to him like a masculine. So when we listen to each other and we do that communication, but at first got to recognize, you know, one of the things you have to recognize is who you're talking to and realize mm. that we have both of them. So
1: It's willingness, like being willing. To, to come to something with an open heart, just like you said, coming to listen, not to speak, mm-hmm. showing up wanting to find a resolution or showing up wanting to find a common ground, wanting to expand as opposed to wanting to contract. Um, do you find in your work that sometimes people, do people come to the recognition sometimes in your work that sometimes it's just that they actually like the conflict, they like the mm. situation that they're in and they don't wanna move forward?
2: Yeah, it's comfort. They're comfortable. Mm-hmm. And anything outside of that, they don't, you know, they don't want to recognize it's because they don't want to go through that next step. I've even had to people tell me, well, I don't mm-hmm. want to go through that next step. And I'm like, well, then I don't know why we're talking. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: Like yeah. even that right there is a realization. <laughs>
1: Yeah.
0: Sure. But at least to, again, getting, getting honest with yourself about what it is that you want. Do you enjoy and feed off of the conflict? And is that what, what that comfort level, what, what you decided or deemed as love, what love feels like? Is there, I know, sorry, go ahead.
2: Oh, I was just going to say that is, that is something I say, like, there's no right or wrong answer. I can't tell you how to live the, have the perfect relationship, because I'm not you. So if that is a choice that you're going to make, love that choice. Just admit to it. You know, I like the conflict. I'm okay with it.
0: End of, End discussion. of story. Yeah. Yeah. When you, you've, you've talked a little bit, I like, so obviously when we talk about masculine, feminine energy, we're talking about energy as opposed to parts like body parts. And so I love what you just said. You were talking before about sometimes you have a man who's a little bit more on the mass, a little bit more on the feminine side, and a woman who's a little bit more on the masculine side, and so it evens out in that way. Even though the energies may be sort of reversed of what we're traditionally quote uh, used to in the traditional model. So, when you uh, do you have any any way that you help people to? recognize what they're like how they can get in touch with what type of energy that they lead with how does somebody start to understand a little bit more of what their leading energy is
2: Hmm, that is a good question I'm not sure if I've ever if I've ever walked someone through that usually within the conversations I kind of you know it, it just comes out okay look you're a little bit more sensitive and that's okay. So really it's letting them know that it's okay, no matter, again, there's no right or wrong. There's a standard and I, you know, and there's, you know, majority of men are masculine and majority of female are feminine, hence the word masculine and feminine, and it's associated, but there are no right or wrongs, you know? So during the course of the conversation, it usually, or a couple conversations, it'll usually just come out, look, you're a little bit more sensitive. Cool, love it. Like, that's your jam. Don't try to not be. There's where the conflict is, is they're like, they're trying to suppress that their wife has hurt their feelings because they have to be this strong guy. Then they get resentful of her and then it causes all these other superficial conflicts. So just saying like, it is really tough. If you um, can own whatever it is you are, it doesn't matter. They love you no matter what, or the people you're going to attract. Let's say they're not married and they're trying to attract someone. If you're a sensitive guy and you're trying to be this big, tough, out of character person, like they're gonna, they're gonna find out. They're gonna find <laughs> out eventually. So how about you? Don't waste your time. Don't waste your money. Just be authentically you, and it's not a rejection to you. You're just weeding out the ones that don't fit your bill. But you got to own what your bill is, right? You got to own that maybe you're a little bit more feminine. Maybe you like to cook and plant flowers. And yeah,
1: you leave flower planting yeah, <laughs> out. <laughs> I don't <laughs> plant I don't flowers.
0: Flower ever do <laughs> to you? <laughs> I, don't, I don't.
1: I don't. But I think there is something to be said. I mean, so even in like my work with with. um, with tantra, which I've been I've been doing for a little while now, and this whole idea of um, ensuring that the balance creates sufficient tension to have connectivity in relationship, so it's finding um, to an extent not necessarily your opposite but your complementary energy, and for some people, um, that balance everyone's got a different balance that they work with. So in your work, do you find that you're helping people? Find who they are so that they can find the appropriate balance from a place of honesty, like you just said?
2: Yes. Well, I think that's what it all is, right? Either with the, if they're in a relationship already, mm. currently, or looking for, or looking for one. Mm. Um, a lot of times when they're looking for one, they've just kind of lost sight of what they're looking for. They mm. became so either obsessed with work or Usually that's really what it is. They become so (laughs) over. (laughs) I really don't know any other one that (laughs) that Um, is that they forgot who they are when in terms of a relationship, they only know themselves as one energetic field and that's their work, their career. So it's kind of refinding who they are. Um, And one of my, and for someone who's married, I should say, is who he was when he got married is not who he is now. And he kept referring to himself as the knighting shining armor and, and doing, you know, and this is who he was. And he's not really, he's like, doesn't want to play that role anymore. But here's the thing, that he what he realized after talking was he never gave that memo to his wife who they've been married six years that he didn't want to be the knight in shining armor. So so now how can you get mad at her if she still expects that? Mm -hmm. You know, like if you want to change your role, you got, you need to let the other person know about it.
1: Mm -hmm. Does that come down to the communication thing again, really, just making sure that you're keeping your, your loved one up to date with the evolution that you're in?
2: Yes, but there's a difference between words and um, and really becoming, because sometimes in the evolution, and maybe you don't go through this, but I have, is as I'm evolving, I'm not quite sure what I am and how I'm feeling because I'm in that transition. So it's really muddy and gray and hazy. So they're communicating, but they're communicating from a place of gray and hazy where they're not really sure what that outcome is gonna be. That they know there's a rumbling inside. They know they wanna change. They know something's going on. Mm. But what that is, they're not sure of. So when then, when they try to communicate it, there, it's really just a ball of mush coming out so then that their party doesn't even know what to expect so it usually ends up in conflict so
1: we, so we could even say that um something for the listeners to bear in mind if they are looking into the valley of change in order to expand and, and do something more or whether they've begun the process of of, of change just to maybe ask for patience and understanding, from yes. whoever they're in, they're in the in, in the valley with. Um, <laughs> say, hey, there's gonna be some changes going on. Like, let's keep the lines of communication open, be patient with me. If there's something I'm forgetting or there's something that I'm losing sight of, then just keep, give me a nudge or what have you.
2: Yes, absolutely. And say it in whatever way you do it. I always say to my husband, I really don't know what's going on, but something's <laughs> going on. And that's usually the tone of voice that it happens. <laughs> Yeah. And he's like, "Whoa. Okay, I'm going to wait for the other side before I <laughs> talk about anything important."
0: Yeah. Well, what's beautiful about this is I'm hearing like two two things, which is communication and also courage, like having the courage mm. to express where you are what's going on within you, having the courage to say maybe how things were before or who I was or how I was showing up is not necessarily in alignment with how I'm feeling right now at this point.
2: Mm, Yes, yes. And a constant reminder to not just ourselves, but who we're in relationships with is I always want to evolve. I never want to be that girl that you married 13 years ago. I never want you to be that man that you were 13 years ago. And I always give this example, you know, like that football player in high school that was really like buff and athletic and the popular guy. And then you see him and he's 45 and he still thinks that, but he has a beer belly and he hasn't left his hometown. (laughs) (laughs) That's what happens when we think we're not going to change. Keep that, you know, Keep that in your mind.
1: Well, I haven't met that chat because we, we didn't have maybe rugby <laughs> would be an appropriate um, You know, the guy
2: in your local bar that's still talking about his like highlights of high I remember
1: school, when the Remember whatever. When conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just and well, other things happen. The belly. <laughs>
0: Well, I think about, you know, what you're talking about here. And I I think this is something that's important for the listeners to think about too. Dan and I talk, I've talked about this um, just in personal conversations in the past about what season you're in, like what season of your life you're in and how everything in nature, like, yes, it's going to grow. It's going to grow to its fullest peak. And then like what you're talking about, Danielle, about Maybe that like breaking down, like I don't know where I am right now, but something is changing, like coming into like maybe you were in your summer, you were in full bloom and now you're coming into your fall and things are starting to come back and return. Like we grow, we grow, we grow, and then we have to return back to the earth and and, like you, you grow, then parts of us die and then other parts of us grow. And um, I think in in what I'm hearing in relationship is just the importance too of being able to communicate where where you're at and what's going on within you at any given time in order to be able to um, support and champion each other in in your growth in life. Wow.
2: I love that visual. I, it's very true, right? Just like we're very basic. It's all we're all organically combined. You know this this world is perfectly moving with all these parts on purpose you know so Mm -hmm. that's a perfect visual of yeah we are like the seasons it's the only way uh to evolve in that that's Mm. really good I gotta sit with that for
0: a second. <laughs> <That was good laughs> when one. you think, well, I'm glad it resonated. Um, when I think about, like, so for anybody who, who's out there, who's a listener, who's um, maybe just like really resonating with what you're talking about, and saying, "Yeah, you know what? The, I'm, I'm, I'm single." Let's say, for example, and I've been feeling the pressure. I don't exactly know, like, how to go and talk to or communicate with with women or the type of woman that I'm desiring to be with. What would be like a step one in in really getting honest with themselves about where they're at and what they want?
2: Mm. Well, that is very good because, first you need outside perspective because sometimes we think we're in one place and we're not. We think Mm. our jam is better than the reality of our jam is, you know? So having somebody that's truthful, that's not just going to tell you what you want to hear. Um, we all need somebody like that in our life that, that keeps us on the straight and narrow, not in a delusional world. Not someone who's going to suppress you and be negative, but it's going to support your growth in a positive way. Um, but also I always have people create their mission statement, right? Their mission statement is who they are. So if they can become aligned with who they are, and know what, what they want to achieve, why they want to achieve it, and what their outcome is, I think that helps give that clear line. So when they're out there looking, they can, you see things more, um, I actually tell CEOs that are going to look, I that get intimidated and don't really know, I say, Gee, is that how you go into the boardroom? No, mm-hmm. you read every single person because you're neutral, right? You're in control. You know what your mission is, what your mission statement is. You know why you're there. So when you go into a room, you read it, read it like a boardroom. And that'll stop you from getting snowballed by people. That'll stop you from the eye being bad at you and you getting sidetracked by like, right? Sparkly, glittery things. Because <laughs> <laughs> that happens.
1: <laughs> Sorry,
2: you're 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 focused on what your mission is because you have a very clear mission statement of who you are and what you want and what the outcome is going to be.
1: Mm. So it's almost like finding a safe space in the mess to sort of ground yourself and look at the look at the the lay of the land and then be able to make balanced, honest, authentic decisions tied to where you want to be. Mm-hmm. So it's like okay, the eyelids are batting, but no. I need to, I know what I'm seeking for the relationship. That's a compliment to me. The eyelids are batting very beautifully, but I'm going to stay grounded mm-hmm. and I'm going to pass on this one. Beautiful right. as those eyelids are and find something as where I'm at and where I'm trying to get to.
2: Right, right. Because when mm-hmm. you think about it, think about it in a business standpoint, you can have a conversation with someone and how long does it really take you to know that, Ooh, I'm going to mesh or, Ooh, I'm not going to mesh. It doesn't usually take that long, right? Mm. So I'm not saying go find a relationship like a business, but I'm saying use that same perspective because in a, in a business, you know where you are, what your standards are and what your mission is. So you can look at those eyelashes and bat and there could be two beautiful, four, four, right? Because there's two eyes. And <laughs> you can have an equal conversation with both. And one could be like, this one's worth exploring. That one is just mm. pretty to look at, you know?
1: <laughs> this one is a pretty flower a very beautiful flower that sparkles yes. and shines. However, this is something that can nourish and sustain me. It's got legs on it. We can build something together. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, that's been a huge, um, it, that's helped a lot of people. That's actually been what probably one of the major things people have um, told me that come back and they're in relationships now for eight or nine months because they stopped, they started seeing people for who they were because they realized what they mm. were actually looking for and not going to compromise on.
0: Mm-hmm. so they're
1: like oh got it. Love
0: it I was just thinking as you were talking about this because I think there's so I think that's so such a valid like who would be a great partner versus what's the shiny pretty I don't even want to say pretty like but you know like what's and the thing pretty that's pretty kind boys, of catching my eye yeah man, man yeah. Be too. <laughs> yeah everybody could be pretty um but, really. but you're beautiful, Dan. It's making me think about what you were talking about with your client, who was saying, "Oh, I was the knight in shining armor," and then I decided I didn't want to be the knight in shining armor anymore. <laughs> and like, well, but it makes me think is like, what is the role of who we think we're supposed to be versus who we actually are, and what's actually in alignment with us? But I love what you're talking about. Is um you know, we we talk a lot about feeling and knowing how you want to feel in a relationship. Um, how you can be supported emotionally by someone and not even just relationship, but just in general. Anything that we want, we want or desire a partnership or something like that because we want to feel a certain way. We think it's going to make us feel a certain way. Um, and so, yeah, I think that's really, really valuable. So anybody out there, like, start create your mission statement. Start there. Yeah, yeah.
2: It's <sighs> knowing what you want, how you want to feel, right, and how you're going to accomplish it. Because we can all say, I want... I want a relationship because I want to feel loved and whatever. Well, if you forget that second part of like how you're going to accomplish it that you've just wasted words and time and energy and everything, because you've got to have, you've got to have the action of it because when your hormones happen or, you know, work happens and you're getting sidetracked, if you don't have like the, um, the tools of how you're going to do it, it's going to go away again. You know, there's not going to be, you're not gonna have any reason you're going to forget. It goes in the back of our minds kind of thing. So don't forget the how, like what steps are you going to take to do it? You don't have to follow them all the time, but it's a guideline, you know?
0: So you mean in terms of like, if I'm going to go on an online date or I'm going to go to a social club or is that what you're talking about? You mean?
2: Yeah. Or like what, yeah. What steps, what effort are you going to put towards it? Like, I know for me, I have like, for this is easy to explain it. Like an, ex, an exercise goal. I want to exercise five times a week because I want to be healthy and look my best. Now, I travel a lot, so if I don't have put a plan together of how I'm going to do that, then when I travel, guess what? I'm not going to exercise. And there goes, I'm not even going to think about it. So it's kind of the same thing when you're putting your mission statement together. How are you going to accomplish whatever that outcome is? Is it, okay, I'm going to go, you know, I, I'm i going to be actively, some people are scared to leave their house, right? I'm going to actively Go out in public and just be kind to people like that right there. I'm going to do things on my own. I'm going to go to dinner by myself. I'm going to go to the movies by myself. I'm going to go to the library or a museum and try to interact with people. There's an action step to get what you want. You know, an action step. I that love that sense.
1: because I love that because sometimes um, we get so caught up in listening to the pretty theories and the, the nice ideas that we forget that despite the wisdom of the amazing Danielle Rocco here today, <laughs> unless we go out and actually do something with it. Right. Unless, yeah. you know, we can sit and postulate on what we want an ideal person to look like. But if we just sit at home eating popcorn and watching love Island, we're not going to get any steps closer to it. Um So thanks for reminding us that action is such an important piece because without it, we stay the same, right.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yes. Yeah. You're going to you- end
1: up, sorry go ahead
2: i was gonna say you move towards what you think of right
0: absolutely i always say if you if you really desire when we talk about manifesting like if you really desire to create a partner but all you're doing is hanging out at home you're gonna end up dating the mailman because that's the only man who's going to be coming to your door you know like so i think that's great
1: <laughs> or, or if you if you've got this great ideal and you're i mean I, i've been fishing twice. Um, I didn't actually do any of the fishing. I was very much an observer. (laughs) However, (laughs) I remember the last time that we went went out on my friend's boat, um, we went to one part of the water to look for one type of fish, and then we had to go to a different part of the water to get a different type of fish because they weren't in the same part of the water. So some people are looking for marlin in tuna territory and wondering why they're getting marlin. You can be as clear as you want about wanting a marlin if you're in tuna land you're probably going to get a tuna right Mm, and that goes right
2: along with knowing your masculine and feminine side of it if you like museums but you and you're a man and you think for somehow only women should like museums i don't know making this stuff up right (laughs) so you don't go so you don't go to the museum you're going to miss the most amazing potentially person in your life because you're too cool
1: to go to the museum by I personal side note I have to laugh a little bit about this because uh, Memorial Day weekend side story Memorial Day weekend we went down to Philadelphia and we decided that we're going to be really cultured and do all the museum stuff <laughs> and then after like a day of looking at museums we are like yeah <laughs> <laughs> we're not museum people <laughs> we're not museum people <laughs> the, whole, the whole day like like <laughs> all these different types of museums. We had the, the tour bus and went all, all the things and we're like, yeah, we kind of just want like oysters right now and champagne.
0: <laughs> I was <laughs> saying, did you go to the pub instead? Was that the...
1: <laughs> <laughs> so we went, we went, oysters. We, we went in, up to the the top view thingy, midgety, observatory tower and looked around and then went and had like food and we are in our happy place again. So I think another thing... <laughs> Just bringing that story back that if that isn't what you like, don't force it because you think it's what you should be doing, or you think that that's what the person that you want, wants of you, but coming back to that whole honesty piece and just being real. I think that's one thing that's really coming through for me out of this. And if I was single, I'd be swallowing it up like this. (laughs) The whole idea of like being real with who you are because like you said at some point who you're not is going to show and that resonance that fake resonance that you've created is going to fall apart and it's just going to be a mess like a mess and Mm -hmm. the pain of taking a bit longer to dig in and be real about who you are so that you can connect with the person that really resonates with you is a lot more than the short-term gain of not. Because some people that they jump in there; they don't want to be lonely. Another person, place, or things told them this is who they should be with, or what have you. But yeah, just digging in and just putting the work into to get to know yourself so that you can align with the person that really matches what what, what serves you and serves them too.
2: Mm. Mm. Yeah, that's it. Figuring it figuring it out. Um, but a lot of people are twenty years in and are just now trying to figure it out.
1: But that's why they come to you.
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: Bring that magic, mama, you bring that magic.
2: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and, and then it's like they found their new love all over again. It's the same, but it's the same person.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: That mm-hmm. is, that's fun to watch.
1: Mm.
2: Really fun to watch.
1: Do you find that some people want to run out of their existing relationship and then actually working with you just find that actually they can uncover the beauty of what they really wanted in front of them all the time because people just weren't being honest?
2: Yeah, actually, I have a really great story of um, probably my, I don't want to say my favorite client because they're all, but he's probably my longest client, I should say, Yeah, is that he loves his wife, but he had just given up. He just said, you know what, I love this life that we created, but, you know, I tried retiring and I couldn't because we were good for two months and then, you know. He just went right back. She wanted to stay at home. I wanted to do all this stuff. Like, they And so they had to refine themselves. He had to acknowledge who she was. She had to acknowledge who he was. And the funny thing about this is I never even... I don't know her. I've never met her and I never worked with her. So just through working with him, changing his... The way he thinks about his relationship, the way he sees his wife and actually opening his eyes, he's like, I actually know my wife now not what I assumed was my Mm. wife so the reason she didn't want to do things when he retired for the first time was because she had a lot of anxiety where he thought well she's just she just wants to be home and lazy and just likes the house and the comfort Mm. of it and so right so all of this stuff kind of um was created so then when he started looking at her from the actuality that she has some um she has some insecurities, she has some anxiety about trying new things, about being out in public. Now they've been oh, married 40 years. Like this is somebody there, he's 66. Yeah, and they got married in their 20s. So they've been married a long time, right? Refinding his new wife. Now that, that the kids are grown and have their own, and that's a, that's one of my favorite stories. But I, I mean, it took really a while, it wasn't overnight, but it took a while, and it and now
0: they're happy. I love that. Yeah. I do too. Where can people find you so that, you know, I think I think the the biggest thing here is like sometimes perspective shifts. Dan Dan talks about micro shifting all the time and we were just talking the other day about perspective shifting and how sometimes just seeing something from a different perspective or being able to get that clarity and like you said, sometimes you can't see it for yourself, like you just can't see it. For yourself. So having somebody else to help can be super, super helpful. And um, I'm, I'm loving this conversation because I think, you know, I think about being a kid and having a project. This is like a little bit on a more surface level, a little more surface level, but like having a project and it not going right, going right. And thinking, Oh my God, I need to throw this whole thing out. I'm going to get rid of all of it. I'm going to start over. I'm going to do something totally new. And then somebody else being like, Hey, let's not throw out the seven hours of work you just did. And let's like, look at it from maybe you can change this or tweak that and suddenly it becomes a masterpiece um and so I love what you're talking about in terms of like existing relationships with people and how they can they you don't have to throw out a relationship or anything like that if that's if you really have a desire to make it work right Um, so I would love yeah I would love for you to share with us like where people can find you how they can connect with you
2: Uh, So the easiest place is my website. It's Danny Rocco, D-A-N-I-R-O-C-C-O.com. And that has my, you know, my social media is all on there. You can click on it and follow me. You know, I give almost daily, I call it the daily dose of Danny, but it's not always daily but it's majority of the days.
1: And it's delightful when it's there. It's delightful yes. when it's there.
2: <laughs> so you get that little motivation um, kind of thing, but my website has all of it. It has my um, TV shows, my motivation, how we can work together, everything like that.
0: Excellent. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for gracing us with all of your wisdom and knowledge and, and just loving truth I'm really excited for anybody out there who's just really ready to work with somebody and shift the way you're in relationship like contact Danny it's amazing
2: oh, thank you guys it was I'm honored to be here and be able to share the little bit that I have in this world
0: thank you <laughs> your little bit is a lot
1: J-Bob <laughs> J-Bob a lot, a lot. what's up? how can they connect with you
0: I, I'm so glad you asked that because I said, you know what? I got to remember this week that we that I need to <laughs> tell people how they can connect, connect with us. You can find me over at com. You can find us, Method Meets Magic, over on Facebook.
1: Um, and, Instagram. and Instagram. We're in on Instagram,
0: Instagram. We're on Instagram. <laughs> We're mm-hmm. everywhere. Um, I don't have any uplo- upcoming classes for um, right now, but I will be announcing some intuition basic courses coming up for anybody who's interested in connecting in with their intuition and connecting in with their gifts. That will be coming up in the next couple of weeks. Dan, yes, where I can am. they find you?
1: You can find me, Dreamer, CEO, over on Instagram, Dan Mangena, M-A-N-G-E-N-A, over on FaceBizzle and dreamwithdan.com. And I too, I've got, actually, I've got a live, oh, I've got a live stream coming up soon. That's going to be fun. I'm doing a whole weekend bringing people into abundance uh, alignment. A whole weekend. And it's like live streams like 140 bucks for the entire weekend, including stuff. Loads of stuff. Yeah, that's happening. Dreamwithdan.com has got the details, doesn't it? Yes. Dreamwithdan.com has got the details. (laughs) I think. (laughs) But yeah, we've got that. That's about all I've got. There's retreats and stuff coming up later in the summer, but I think they might be sold out now. But if they aren't, dreamadan.com forward slash events. I'm in France. We've got a wine tour. We're in the Provence. We've got a villa. We've got a chef. We've got a pool. We've got making life abundant and fun. We've got Italy. We're in Florence. Again, kicking stuff down the road. I'm not going to say words I can't say. We're also going to be doing a tour of Tuscany and drinking wine and enjoying pasta. And I'm in Cabo in November. I think that one is sold out. And if it's not, we're going to be doing a sunset cruise and all sorts of fun stuff. Um, yeah, that's what's going on in my world. Amazing. Yeah. So
0: go over to his website and sign yeah. yourself up for one of those because who doesn't like pasta and kicking things down the road and talking <laughs> about transformation?
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Bringing it, bringing it, bringing it. <laughs> it's been a joy to have you back, J Bub. We've been apart far too long. It's been like a month, hasn't it?
0: I know it has been. But we'll be right back here next week, same time, same place. That's
1: right, same time, same place. Unfortunately, without our beloved Danielle, but you all can catch her on her website, Danny Rocco. Go and get those daily doses. They are magical and fun. Go and check out the J-Bub, come and check me out and meet us back for some method and magicing next Monday, 1 p.m. You know what it's about, yeah.
0: (laughs) Awesome. All right, everybody, have a magical, magical day.
1: Indeed. Bye-bye, everyone. Thank
2: you, Mr. Eric.